0: Hello and welcome to episode number two on the High Level Experience Podcast. It's me and Andrew back at you. Super excited. Episode number two. Andrew, excited? Super excited,
1: man. Yeah, last episode was great with uh, Sergio on. Uh, you know, as our guest. And I feel like I was a little, we were pretty casual, but I was a little rigid. I think I'm going to let my personality shine a little bit more in these these episodes. Because um, we said we were going to do it, you know, super casual, Joe Rogan style. And I, I don't want to get caught in that cycle of... Uh, you know reading a script like reading like the format and, and falling in line with some sort of like rigid type of personality or, or like feeling you know um yeah 100 percent,
0: 100 i mean what might help we just crack a beer you know sometimes you just open that beer and let the feeling like suddenly like that stress falls it away does, like dude. the friday it, night it, well, it's night
1: time for you if i crack a up, and now my day is gonna be uh fun to say the least but uh yeah <laughs>
0: absolutely but me and you aside, we want to hear from you guys listening to this right now because this is a new thing. And, you know, last episode was our first kind of an official episode. It was an episode where we had a guest on. Um, we would love to hear from you. We would love to get some feedback. We are are putting up some social channels. There is a YouTube channel coming up, or at the time of you listening to this, it's probably already up there. Um, we have Facebook. We have LinkedIn. So whatever, you know, you fancy, whatever channel you fancy, Make sure you reach out, uh, you know, you could comment on one of us, one of our things. We would love to hear from you, um, what you like, because this is a never evolving thing and we want it to be, you know, as the name suggests, high level experience. Otherwise, there's no point if you ain't liking it. That's true.
1: Yeah, it's got to be an experience. And, and if we do an episode like this where it's all uh, audio, well, when we post it to YouTube, we'll put like slides or imagery up or maybe record like a, a video and like dub it in to it. Can we do that? Is that possible? So we do all that in Descript, create yeah. the video, and then upload to YouTube, right?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So what I normally do with the audio web versions, I, in Descript, create these moving um, moving text. So it's just the text, but it keeps mm-hmm. it moving. So you kind of like that. But, well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking, it, we, is, it is like I said, want to talk about
1: dashboards today. So I'm thinking, like, I'll record a quick video, too, while we're messing around. Or, or even here, I can, I can like, uh, screen share, even with audio only, right? I can still screen share.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, awesome, man. Yeah. So, guys, um, today we don't have a guest. There will be episodes like that, right? I mean, we we try our best, and you know, we are like, you know, we are fellow agency owners, just like you. You know, running ourselves, running our agency, running our business, busy spinning plates, right? (laughs) And whilst we do our best effort to to get you know amazing guests on, um, we don't always achieve that, right? But we don't want to have a a Week where we don't release an episode, so me and Andrew, we kind of talked about it right and uh, say, Well, we're just gonna jam, we'll just me and me and you know, just us and jam and talk about cool new shit. And you guys get to jam with us. I love it.
1: All right, cool. So, so on that, let's uh, let's kick it off. Let me, I'm gonna pull up a few of my uh, screens here from some Sean coming at you. So, let me.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, guys, what's going to happen is when we do an episode like this, it's going to be a shorter episode, and we're pretty much just going to skip because there's no interview. We're going to skip and go straight to the uh, Geek Out segment and jump over all the new latest and greatest that Sean coming at you has been releasing, Uh, you know, our beloved Sean Clark, the CEO of High Level. Um, So we are looking at a couple of things today.
1: Welcome back fellow data wizards, and automation aficionados to the weekly GHL Geek Out segment, your one-stop pixel potion for the freshest go-high level updates, where we dissect every byte and bit with a dash of digital delight.
0: I have some notes from some of the latest other releases from last week, but I think you want to kick it off with dashboards, Andrew, right?
1: Yeah, man, I'm going to kick it off with dashboards. Uh, There are a few... Other things that I want to talk about. So they have some calendar customizations that went live. Uh, mm-hmm. They have new follower features, which is awesome. So I'm I'm waiting for followers to come to uh, workflows. So I'm actually about to check that right now to see if we can add followers into onto opportunities from workflows. So that, so the idea is like f- followers are great. So when you have like followers of opportunities or like additional people in your team that can follow things that are happening. But for me, if you can't add them in a workflow, then you have to manually go add them and it completely destroys the, the concept of easy. So then you're like, okay, well, I have a hundred opportunities being created every single day. How do I actually solve this problem? Like, how do I, how do I apply this new feature and solve this problem? Right, If that's not available, so so I'm, I'm looking in right now and uh, I'm not going to share my screen while I'm, while I'm doing this research, but I'm trying to see if they have this yet.
0: Well, let's put another spin on it because to me, I mean, the first thing I saw followers I was like, oh, okay, cool. So you can pull in social media followers. And then I saw and I understood, okay, it's not that it's more about who is following the actual right. contact. Let's talk about some use cases because like, I mean, you already have an assigned user. You might have a sales reps. I can think of like maybe when you have a new lead and it's not a sell ready lead, like to be passed on to your sales rep, would that be a good case that you actually have you know, you have somebody else dedicated, like an assigned user that's, you know, looking after the initial nurturing and trying to get them qualified and then in that process you have uh one of the sales reps, like more senior sales rep that's actually following that contact and waiting when Waiting for the maturity of that contact when to actually take over and do the sales. Yeah, so I would. I would say
1: more. I mean, that's a great use case. I, I would say, like, for me personally, if I was using this this feature, I would like to maintain a level of uh, visibility into whatever process my VAs or employees are, are taking. So it's not micromanaging, but you're you're giving yourself like a bird's eye view of everything that's happening in a really easy way. So you're not assigning yourself as a, as a user to that contact, because then there's a lot of things that get add, uh, like, for example, if I were a user on that contact, if the VA or employee that's sending an email uses the user dot signature, like whose signature actually gets applied to that email, right? So you want to make sure that contacts are assigned to one user. If there's a lot of specific actions being happened, where you want to use that user's information, whether it's email, name, doesn't matter, right? All those custom fields that say user dot, if you have one user, you know where it's coming from. So I haven't really tested out like how bad that can fail with multiple users, but with followers, you don't have to worry about that. You're just following along with actions being taken. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. On that note of assigned users, actually, that's a really good, good point because I haven't, I haven't seen how workflows handle that. Assign users or followers? Oh, I assign multiple users. Uh, How do workflows handle that? You know, if you go to sign off, like if you go to an email and it's coming from and it's user email, yeah. username, which one does get applied?
1: You know, is there hierarchy? Yeah, let's test it out, man. I'm going to go in here and create some, some fun stuff, test it out. But yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't, there's no clear indication of what the process is. Like there's no, uh maybe in the, the help documentation, I haven't seen anything. Um so I'll go and do some research here. I, I kinda act like the you know, I guess in this podcast we could both act like the that <laughs> person behind the camera or like behind the scenes, like doing research, like in Joe Rogan, where he's just like, oh yeah, I found this information on Google. Um so let me let me pull <laughs> up uh, something here. All right. Well uh <laughs> while you're doing that, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> I it don't Jimmy? know. Jimmy? Jimmy's Jimmy. a good name, though. Like, I'll take it. That's like a guy behind the, the glass. <laughs> Jimmy, that's Jimmy behind the glass. So,
0: guys, while, while Andrew's looking at stuff up, um, I'm going to move on to the next one, which I saw when I was pretty excited about. Automatic, automatic time zone capture on forms and surveys. Now, that's really cool because... Um, You know, especially if you're of an international business, like I mean, I capture, I deal with clients in Australia, but I also go after U.S. market and also some stuff in Europe. Um, And you don't always get to capture. Previously, you weren't able to, you know, capture the time zones of the contact. Uh, In, in, for example, if, um, if you know, if somebody was using a VPN and things like that, that makes that's also another (laughs) whole another can of worms right Uh, but those are generally more edge cases not that many people do i I assume anyway Uh, but what what i do like about the automatic time zone capture on forms is that now that kind of you know helps to reduce the amount so now what that means is if you're doing a time bound uh, a specific time bound you know workflow that you want people to receive emails uh, in the morning because you know like you, you have those times of the day that you know or if you've been at this game for a while, you'd know that there are particular times of the day that are generally better work, generally better when it comes to open rates and, and responses. Um, so a good example might be like a nine a.m. when you want to hit hit somebody up with an email early in the morning, um, but in their time zone, right? So this
1: is really really good. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, slightly distracted here, but that is a powerful anything that's that uh, uses the, e- um, sorry, the time zone, I'm clicking on email signatures, the time zone of the person that is the prospect of the customer is really, really powerful. Right? Like I know, like mo- a lot of people that are doing local business stuff, they don't feel the weight of that, but like is a global company, uh, you're across the world. So you deal, I'm sure with a lot of people in different countries. And if you're sending someone an email at 8am your time, and it's two in the morning, their time, like we, we know that email delivery time is a very important thing, right? Like, are they going to open it if it's delivered at 2 a.m. or 10 a.m., right? Like, are they looking at their phone or their device when it's delivered? Because the open rate probably significantly higher, if that's the case. Um, and does it get buried, right? Does it get buried underneath 40 other emails because you sent it at the wrong time? So
0: that's actually a good point. Yeah, because if your email is coming in their time zone and it's hitting their inbox at 1 a.m., by the time they wake up and get to work, like, you know, if they're a normal normal human being, you know, starting work at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., um, by that time, they've received a whole bunch of other emails. So the first thing they're going to see in the inbox is not going to be your email. It's going to be buried under all those other ones. And so they may not even get to that email until late at night, and they already, like, burned out, like, tired. People generally don't as responsive to these things, you know, all that. Yep. Stuff. Um, now, speaking of distractions, how are you guys finding this? Because, I mean, as a typical entrepreneur i mean we're all kind of most of us here entrepreneurs running this thing right using high level um it's not just like i mean when i saw high level it wasn't just like oh this is cool i'm gonna run you know grow my business with this it was also this is like i feel like a kid in a candy store and i fucking love it you know but (laughs) so (laughs) so easy to get distracted on all this new stuff so i would be really i would really love to know how do you guys handle all the new releases all the latest stuff because um, it can get it can get out of hand very very quickly, you know, in the middle of the day. Like, I mean, you should be focusing, you know, working in your productive blocks, right? Right. <laughs> and every now and then, you know, like I just found like maybe I go for lunch and it might, I may have been productive in the morning. I go for lunch and I'm eating and I'm looking at, you know, high-level group on my phone and looking at the latest stuff and I see something from Sean. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to check it out right after lunch. And then before you know it, I'm down that rabbit hole and I'm not productive anymore. I'm just, you know, looking at new stuff, looking at new toys.
1: Yep. Yeah, 100%, man. So if you guys are, uh, if you guys have some insight there, like how you guys are handling the distractions, how you guys are, uh, if you're doing well or not so well handling distractions, let us know. Drop a drop a comment below. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, Uh-oh. if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, let us know in our socials. So, you know, if you're on our, in our Facebook group, uh, LinkedIn group, some of the other socials that we have, but yeah, I think that's super important. Hey, by the way, here,
0: sorry to jump. Here's a really good idea. I, I, I'd love this to be uh, even more interactive. Like, and, like, give you guys an opportunity. You guys listening, like, if you want to contribute with your your take on things that we're covering here, why don't you also drop an audio
1: clip? Because we could actually slide you in the episode. Yeah. Wouldn't I like that be that, cool? Man. Cool, cool. Hey, by the way, I found. Um... I found out an answer to some of our questions. So this one's, uh, this one's very straightforward. So the first one was like, how does it handle multiple users? And I've done this before and I just don't do it very often. Uh, but you have to split the traffic. So let me, let me share my screen and I'll show you. So when you assign multiple users, you have to choose if it splits equally or unevenly, right. And then only apply to unassigned contacts or not. So then it's obviously just assigning it to one contact. So I, I knew this, I just don't use it very often. So when we brought this question up, it was like, oh yeah, what does happen? I feel like with high level, there's a lot of things like that where you're, you're like, oh yeah, I, I knew the answer, but there's so much and there's so many things that I don't use that every day. So I can't recall exactly how it works, but this is one of those things. Where it's like, yeah, pretty straightforward. You have five contacts on here. When it gets assigned, you choose to either split it equally or unevenly, and then you can wait, right, the traffic. So like for every, every six contacts that come in, five will be assigned to me. One will be assigned to you support, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. So what do you guys, if you're not seeing this, if you're just listening, um, and just
0: showing workflow, how you can split traffic. So it's the SN user action. And you can you know select multiple users that you want to you know be part of it, and then you can decide how you want to split right. the traffic whether you want to evenly um so I haven't actually used the splitting here that's really good I mean you're um, a solo producer, yeah, right so it's
1: like you don't. Got, unless you have a bunch of v a s you're not splitting traffic with anyone so
0: yeah exactly and um and to your point as well, um what you said before, you know there is there is indeed uh, like a lot of um features and uh, yeah, it's not humanly possible to keep keep all of that in your memory, right. right? And if you haven't used something in a while, you just forget it. But it's totally cool, so, man. Totally yeah, so cool.
1: check this out. So this is where I was saying that the follow feature is really uh, lacking right now because the the idea okay. is, okay, somebody comes into this workflow, right? If I assign it to a user and I don't have the ability to assign a follower immediately through the automation, now I have to go into this profile and go, oh yeah, I'm going to add a follower, right? Like, do you know how many contacts you'd have to do that for? <laughs> like, like, that's, that's insane. Oh, yeah, you... <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Like, it doesn't make any sense that there wouldn't just be, it, it's very, very simple to like repurpose the assigned user function in the workflow and just say, all right, add a follower or even like add a feature in this assigned user. It'd be like assigned user slash follower. So to me, it's a very premature feature, the follow feature, um, because it's not done. Like it needs, it, it should not need the, the type of human intervention or like labor that's involved in going into individual contacts and adding a follower. Cause I can't even go into smart lists. Like if I went to smart lists and tried to select multiple, uh, users, I couldn't just assign a follower to 150 users, right? So like what they did was they added a button up here and said like, hey, nice. if you want to add a follower to this contact, you can add followers to contact now. That's great. But there is no functionality behind all of that that makes it easy to do. And that's kind of like high levels MO, unfortunately, is they do this a lot. They'll add a, a feature, but then they won't add the supporting tech behind it immediately. Like eventually they do but immediately to give you the full functionality. So like MVP, and I know I'm kind of going on a rant here, but this is like the basis of MVP development and like uh, fast iterations and like fast deployment. Whereas I think for them specifically, their quality level for deployment is a little lower than it should be because yes, they're getting a ton of feedback, but they're also getting some negative feedback. Like Like the way the sentiment that I'm approaching this is, Probably the sentiment that a lot of people are approaching this with where it's like, okay, it's great. And I'm really excited for that, but because I can't solve my use case, which is probably, I would say the majority of the use case here, um, it's not usable. And if it's not usable, I can't use it to give you feedback on it. Like my feedback, my initial feedback is I can't use it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's great. You, you think of the feedback, like that is feedback. I can't use it. Okay. Why can't you use it for this reason? But you should know, like, that's a very simple thing. Like if you're building high level, like Sean, Robin, all you guys, like the whole dev team, like you guys know this automations is the lifeblood of high level. If you can't do like when conversation AI came out and there there wasn't a workflow action for it. So like they just added... Uh, where is it? Right here. Conversation AI, right? This is, this taps in directly to the AI bot that you build in settings, in, in conversation settings, right? In, uh, where is it? Down here. Conversation AI. Hey, I might get you to stop screen share. Sorry. Sorry. Andrew, jumping in. I might get you stop
0: screen sharing. The, uh, the audio is getting get, get bit uh, over here. Okay. I'm just going to get you. Yeah. If you yeah, don't sure. mind. And also you were referring to something and the screen isn't actually updating to uh, showing anyway. Okay. So. We'll just verbally explain it. I think this episode is not, you know, working for our favor when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So um but I wanted to add I wanted to add my two two cents on it. Hang on, still sharing. Yep, I got you. Oh uh, here we go. Yeah so <laughs> I mean in the defense obviously the biggest thing is a is a skateboard method right starting from the MVP and then building up from there. But at what point is skateboard not enough to start off with, right? And this probably be a good example. Now what we have here is we have a full power when it comes to ideas. We don't have that power when it comes to the group, unfortunately, because it's against the policy. But on this podcast, guys, (laughs) we can totally pitch an idea and get you to upvote. Now, I've just been looking at this while you were talking, and there are three separate um, submissions. One is called New Contacts Followers Almost Useless. (laughs) So following your sentiment. (laughs) The next one is Assign Followers Automatically. And then the third one is Followers and Opportunities but looks like um they just need a bit more bit more love. There there's not much upvoting. There's twenty-seven and they're not even marked for um you know a, a thing. So if you guys are um on this with us, uh with us on this, um then go to ideas.gohighlevel.com and look up you just look up followers and those will come up and give those couple of upvotes. There's you know a bunch of people it's Pedro Poleza has submitted, you know, how to assign followers automatically. Boyd Barlow has submitted, yeah, well, you know, how do we'll we get put the, we'll put the links in the
1: show notes guys? Um, so you guys can find those easily. Yes. Yep. Yes.
0: So I will, let me just see. So how do we do this? So make it easy. Let me just copy this and I'm going to put it into the chat here and see if that makes it across when I'm doing a post. Cause otherwise I'm going to have to you forget about it. Use my human power, brain power. And exactly. Yeah. So. I'm just dropping these links here now guys. I probably you want to hear this cuz I'm gonna cut this out <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um All right, so that's followers. Um let's move along then since there's not much more to dive into this until it gets improved. I had this other thing on my list here. A uh, new multi-file upload, you actually not that one. That's pretty boring that one. Uh but yeah, I mean it's a new multi you now have ability to upload multiple files at once as a you know improve, improvement in UX. By the way, I mean this whole media library, uh, it doesn't get enough credit. I mean, yeah. you know, the fact that you can upload unlimited amount of videos, like big files, like I think it's up to five gigabytes per video. You know, uh uh PDFs, like anything. Yeah. Like and 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 for, and for what we pay. You're right. <laughs> You know, and have and and have the ability to have unlimited sub account where each one of these sub accounts can have the ability to upload unlimited like I don't know how they do it. It's they must be a freaking (laughs) wizards, but once again, it doesn't get enough credit. And if you guys like stuck on like how do I promote high level, how do I get new like sign ups? I mean, there's so many different angles you can take, and this is one of them. Just tell people, hey, you get like highlight this. You know, I mean, Vimeo is a perfect example. Like, if you want to host your own videos, you have to pay Vimeo. Um, you know, unless you can go obviously with YouTube, but if you want to be a bit more professional and be able to get, you know, some insights and analytics, you need Vimeo. And now you can actually do that in high level too. You can actually have, you know, funnels behind an opt-in and you can track people, you know, how much percentage of the video they watched. Anyway, just, just wanted to put it out there because the media library is just, it doesn't get enough credit and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I
1: actually use the media library for all my media storage. So for example, you can store things in um, Google and then go get the URL from where it's stored in Google, which is fine, that's fantastic, it's a great way to do it. You're also paying Google every year, right? So you're you're paying uh, per month or per year for gigabytes and that goes across Google Drive, uh, Gmail, uh, all the different Google features, okay? So you're paying for that. So what I do is I actually go drop all of my imagery and organize all my images in high level, and then I'll go grab the URL there. So for example, in chat HQ, when I'm building pop-ups, um, I will make sure all my images and videos and things like that are inside of, uh, high level. And then I'll just go grab the link from there and then use that as my like home base, my kind of like URL provider for images, right? And obviously I'm building stuff in high level too. So I have to use images for emails and all that other stuff. but. Anything I'm building like in chat HQ that needs an image URL, I'll just do that way. So it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic
0: feature. Oh, 100%. Right?
1: Um, cool. Yeah. Hey, really quick, before we start jumping though, I want to make sure we go back that We have a couple of Sean kind of that just dropped, uh, that I've been, that I've pulled up here. Um, so I want to get people excited about the, uh, custom dashboards and the calendar customizations. Have you seen those yet? The videos?
0: Yes. Let's stay on this because custom dashboards, that's yeah. big. That's, that's huge, yeah, yeah. actually.
1: So I just built a few custom dashboards. You have to enable this in labs. Uh, but yeah, custom dashboards. I, one thing I don't like, and I'll be the contrarian here, is I don't like the level of, of customization in the data. So for example, when I'm selecting a widget, uh, if I want to do contacts, I can't do... Uh, Like I can't choose certain pieces of data that I really, really need. Uh, What what was one of them? I think it was. It might have been opportunities. It was like opportunities by something. Yeah. See, they only have like one opportunities. Opportunity count. Lost opportunities. There was something in here that I couldn't do that I really, really needed, um, and I couldn't specifically do it. And I think it had to do with contacts where I was getting these contacts. Oh, that's what it was. Contacts by tags. Okay, so. If I create a context by tags and I go to advanced settings, just so you guys know, I'm creating a widget in the dashboard. So they have their, they call these little things, widgets. I hate that everyone's using the term widgets now because Chad issue has their engagement widgets and everyone's getting confused as shit about the word widget, but they have these little tiles, okay. These tiles in the dashboard and you can customize these tiles. Now I chose contacts by tags as a tile and I can do some advanced customizations. But all they give you is the order and, and the limits and like the date created on, they don't give you the ability. Like you have one option and conditions to choose, uh, like tags, right? So if I go to tags, it says tags is tags is not tags is one of, or tags is none of.
0: Right. So you mean like when you're in contacts and you're creating smart lists where you can do is and, or Correct. like, and you can stack up multiple different criteria to create, like to fully define your criteria. You can't do that right now in Yeah, so,
1: so what I've found is when I go, like, for example, Chattachew has different plans. Okay, so I want to go, I want to see at a dashboard view, like like a quick view of all of my free plans. So let's go portal free. let let's go portal startup, portal growth, and portal agency. Okay. So this is supposed to work this way. It's supposed to say, I'm going to show all of my tags, uh, all of my contacts with these specific tags in a descending order and only show one of these tags. Okay. So that's how I configure this. If I select go, like let's use this, this, these conditions, it's showing me, uh, one, two, three, four, five. It's should be all kinds of different tags and it makes no sense. Like it should be as simple as smart lists where it's like, I want to see the data for the, this smart list essentially, right? I want to see it right here on my dashboard. So I want to see it in a pie graph or a pie chart. I want to see it in a bar chart or whatever it is. Right. But the problem is, is they're not It's not refined enough at that point. It's beautiful. I love the, the concept of like these custom dashboard tiles and I'm already using them like a ton, but there's so much that you can't do that it's, it's sometimes it's inhibiting because you, you get stuck and you're like, well, I want this beautiful thing that you built, but I can't do it. Kind of like the follower thing that we were talking about before. Right. So Mm. I think for a simpler use case, I'm running a software company and a lot of you guys are running SaaS. So I totally get it. You're running high level SaaS. Um, but a lot of you are also just like building for your agency customers. So this was, this would be absolutely fine for agency customers. You're going to see like appointment counts. Uh, you're going to see like opportunities won, opportunities lost, uh, this, this, that, right. You're going to do so many things with the custom dashboards that my specific use case might be a little bit, uh, out of the norm for what you guys are doing, but it's still, it, it kind of speaks to the point of like, damn it, Sean, like, just don't like, give us this one thing, please. And then. Keep building cool things, right? Um, but yeah, no, I love it. I, I've already, I'm already messing around with custom dashboards and cre- I have like four dashboards created already, and so it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah.
0: Ultimately, the main message is that it's awesome that it's there. It's it may not be perfect, but the the opportunity that this presents in being able to dial in, you know, reporting for your end customers for your end clients, because you know you might be after a Kairos or all sorts of different right. niches, you can fully dial this in. And we didn't have this previously. Now we have. Um, the only option up until this point was working with Ross from Consolidator. There's a little plug there for you, mate. <laughs> um, and that is, you know, that's an obviously an excellent tool, but that that requires a, a little bit of work to fully define. Um, so I, I, I don't think that high-level dashboards are at the, you know, going to get to that same level with what you can do with um, Consolidator. But um, if you just need something basic, something that you can impress your local business customers, uh, well, now you have it
1: yeah I would I would even say, um, one of the reasons why I would choose high level over like consolidated is the UI, right? right? So I love the new UI patterns and the new UI design that high level is creating across the application. And what I mean by UI is the way that the application looks. It's called the user interface, right? So if a lot of you have been using high level for a while, you'll know that it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. It was very blocky, very rough around the edges, uh, a lot of very simple design uh, elements. Okay. And they did that to for speed to get everything out. And now if you look at something like custom dashboards and you compare it to, let's say, Ross from Consolidata, um, you're not going to see the same results in the design UI, right? Ross is building for early development and speed and the high level is now refining everything. And so the new features that high level builds also have refinements within the design because they they have to build with design patterns and templates. And so every new thing that they build also has the, the new design, right? Um, so personally, it's like, yeah, you go at Ross, you have to pay more, obviously, for a subscription. Then, you know, you get a little bit more functionality. I think he added some features that iLevel obviously does not have. Um, and then you can connect external sources, so certain external sources through through Ross's stuff. Um, but personally, I'm kind of a uh, design whore, right? Like, for lack of a better term, I am very, very attracted to... D- pretty applications and if they don't have the functionality that, that I need like that sucks and I won't use them but but it's like the design is is so much of your daily in like interaction with the application right like how it's designed how it looks how it feels so it's it's congruent with the, the styling of the whole application is more congruent yeah that's for sure yeah, yeah. so
0: yeah now, I mean, if Ross, if you're listening, mate, we want you as a guest and you know give you opportunity <laughs> to dive into it because I know, like, I know that when Andrew says, you know, like nicer dashboards, I know this is probably gonna feel like an insult to you because I know you've been like <laughs> working hard at what you can do and and I've used uh, Consolidated and what I've been able to achieve is you know amazing. Um, just to just to uh, in <laughs> Ross's defense, there, um, what I've been able to do a really good use case. I had a mate, um, who's who's got a business, he's got a gym, he's got a 24-7 gym, right? And it's kind of a new novelty here in Czech uh-huh. Republic. Um, and uh, I and I wanted to help him out a little bit. So I asked him if he's got one of these, you know, swipe cards that you can actually unlock the door for the member to walk in. And he does. And uh, so what we've done is he uses one of those that actually plug the data over into the internet and over an API. You can then plug that information into uh, a thing like Consolidator and then what we did is I created a custom dashboard for a 24/7 gym dashboard that tells you in a real time how many members you have on premises right now, and you can also break it down if you have that data uh, by gender, by ages, by things, well, by this and that, and then you can obviously make further business decision um, about you know in this example being at the gym uh, at you know your peak times and non-peak times, and then how you pursue you know uh, assigning up new members when you know. I mean a really good example being if if you if you know that at a particular time of the day this becomes a trend and you have these empty windows, you can totally then create a whole new set of memberships like a discounted membership like a lunchtime membership and uh, and you can fill those spots. Yes. yeah that that's
1: um, i mean just that example right there let me let me clarify ross you, you know I'm not trying to to shit on you bro like I know Ross I talked to him uh I love what he's building, uh, and I think I change fits into the same mold as what. Well consolidata is is trying to accomplish which is taking a subset of what high level has opened like a door that they have opened for the for the market and make it significantly better okay so when i say the difference between high level and consolidata consolidata is building for feature set right so the, the example that you just gave us is a perfect example of why someone would pay the extra money to go get consolidata because it is gives you significantly more functionality for, let's just say the dashboards, like you want to use dashboards for a very specific reason that functionality exists and can be much more, uh, applicable to a certain use case or industry or niche or whatever. Right. Same with chat HQ, right? Like what we do and how we provide value is by taking something that high level built, which is their chat widget, make it a thousand times better and give you a ton more features and functionality that solve other use cases, right? So like their widget only does one thing, ours is 40 and we'll continue to do more across all types of different areas. So Ross, you know, I love you, man. And, and that's actually a great example, Vit. Uh, I love that you use that for a 24 hour gym because now what you're doing is saying, hey, this data is real time and you're gonna get the data you need to refine your advertisements right? Gender and, uh, or not just gender, but like location, age, uh, gender, whatever it is, right? All of the demographic data that you can go to Facebook and say, Hey, I'm going to make a new ad set and change the, the, the specifics because this is my target audience at this time of the day, uh, whatever it is. And that's powerful. That's incredibly powerful for an agency. So yeah, hundred percent. I
0: mean, just to put it into perspective, you know, it's all about like data is power, right? In any business, more data you have, more small, cool stuff you can do as when it comes to personalizing, right? Uh, I actually was on John Logar's, um, shout out to John Logar. Um, Last week he was running a lot of really good webinars. Um, And he mentioned, you know, what are the hot niches right now? And um, he was putting things in perspective. But one thing he mentioned, data, you know, data analysts are some of the biggest, like best paid salary jobs right now. Oh, yeah. Like, um, so this is just to show you like data, like being a good, like what you can do with data. It's very valuable. And, Man. um, you know, you just need to be a little bit creative. That's, that's
1: funny. You brought that up. I actually almost got a, uh, data informatics degree in, in college. So I went back to school. So I dropped out when I was younger, just didn't, you know, didn't enjoy school after high school. Uh, I was doing a lot of other things like martial arts. And when I went back to school, I was doing a lot of prerequisites for my degree that I didn't ever get when I was 18, 19 years old. Right. So one of them was a math class, a calculus class. And my teacher worked for, um, doc, his name is Dr. Brian Butterfield. Shout out Ryan Butterfield. If you're uh, listening to this, probably not, but, uh, he's, he's a, uh, data engineer at, uh, where was it? State farm. No wait, 3M. Okay. So he was a data engineer at 3M, like 3M tape that you guys get, right? Sticky tape. But the project was a new application for state farm insurance agents. And it was like this national thing, right? Where they find agents and and there's all this data involved. There's this crazy, awesome uh, application and project. So he was running that project. And that's what he does for 3M is run projects like that. So he actually, because in the calculus class, I was helping him teach students, like he'd be busy and he'd be like, oh, Andrew, go help that person. Like, all right. Cause I was just breezing through calculus. I've always been a, uh, underachiever, like an intelligent underachiever. So I just like whatever, but I've always been able to like apply myself pretty well, especially in math. And so he brought, he came up to me. He's like, listen, dude, I'm in the business school and I'm in the health informatics school. So this uh, Jacksonville university here in Florida had a new health informatics department and he was the head of that. And so he told me, he's like, dude, I can probably create a blend of classes for you that mixes the data analyst degree and the health informatics degree. So you can get this like new subset degree that doesn't exist. And honestly, I was so like overwhelmed at the time with school and life. And, you know, I was living with my, uh, uh then girlfriend, just all kinds of things. I like passed on it, but that was seven, eight years ago. And this is where data is now, right? Think about that. Like seven or eight years ago, you're in school. Someone tells you you can get a data degree. And then now it's like data is everything. Look at AI. Like you imagine the, the amount of data informatics professionals or engineers that they need to properly run schematics on AI processing data. Right,
0: it's 100%. unreal. Hundred percent, and if I if I bring it back to that twenty four seven example, you know, you can use that not just for like acquisition, but you can use that data for like creating a whole new experience that is unheard of in a, a, a gym experience right. space. You know, I come from a fitness background, so this is something that's very dear to me. And when I spoke to my mate, we were already brainstorming things like, hey, you know, if I have this member because the twenty four, the nature of twenty four seven gym is typically there's no reception, so it's kind of lacking that, you know, interaction with people like you normally get. Um, so how like how could how could we make it even more personalized, you know? How could we use the data about a person's demographics, person's, you know, attendance to the gym at what times they come in, um, data from the induction, let's say, in, uh, an onboarding a survey that they filled up about, you know, what their goals are. And how can we marry all that up to create an automated process that creates a that creates a fully customized content in an email using you know ChatGPT content you know uh, generation that for example a new member comes in they fill up the survey they're after these goals let's say they say they are a beginner they want to put on muscle and now the data starts to flowing about their activities about their attendance to the gym about the length uh, you know the length how long they're staying in the gym and then you can you know you could pr- pretty much you know a thing hypothetically Create your own dedicated like a, a like a personal trainer board that generates a new workout based on this data and plugs it back in through an email, sends it to this guy, and gives them kudos like, hey, see that I saw that you just smashed third workout in a you know in a row and three weeks in a row, well done. Oh yeah. So now you, you have an ability to basically, you know, fully customize and create like really personalized experiences. And if you do some clever programming and you utilize AI, the end result is that now you're not just selling a 24/7 gym access, you're selling a full personalized personal trainer experience, virtually combined with 24/7 access. Now, if you have that, yeah, you know you've got an upper hand against any other gym in the area, right. and you know you could. And this is just an example. I mean, you could use this principle to any other local business, any other business that you're working with that may be struggling with churn uh, or not enough customers. I mean, I think, I mean, overall, I mean, this well, is so exciting. I mean, the whole like.
1: Yeah. Right? And so what I think it's a powerful aspect of what you just said, plus chat GPT is like you can train ChatGPT to understand what specific thing you want to compare against. So for example, the gym, uh, you know, situation that we're discussing, if you're a gym owner and you're like, Hey, I know for a fact that five days a week, at least 30 minutes a day, is going to get you the results you need. We're tracking this data. If the data comes in and shows that you've only been there four days last week, I'm going to use it to run against the, the data that exists within my bot. Okay. So you, like a custom GPT, create a custom GPT. That bot knows that you are supposed to be there five days a week, three minutes a day. Maybe now it knows that you specifically Mary, Joe, whoever the, the heck went in the gym only went in four days a week for that week. Now it's going to send a very specific email, very personalized email saying like, Hey Joe, Hey Mary, uh, you know, we see that you only showed up four days last week. Is there a reason you didn't show up for the fifth day? And is there any way I can help you? Right. So now you're, you're literally taking real life data. You're comparing it against a subset of data that, that you believe to be the optimal process or workflow. And using it to generate supportive communication, right? Not just like personal trainer stuff, because that's fantastic. You could also do that. But really speaking to customer support and customer success.
0: That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, that goes a long way when it comes to reducing churn.
1: For for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because, I mean, there's already um, uh, fitness uh, apps providers right now that do, and I think it was Last time or so, it was three years ago, they were already using some prediction uh, models, some prediction modeling that would basically, there was like a dashboard and it would show you a list of members that are kind of like at high risk of potentially losing them. Um, so what you're saying here is is kind of taking it up to the next level where before it would just show you like these are the members, you should kind of touch base on them and you still have to proactively like do it like you or your staff at the gym. But when you program this, well, that's leverage. You could pretty much automate right. that and it'd be still fully personalized content going out to them um, via whatever channel, right? Be it email, SMS, mm-hmm. whatever.
1: Yeah. Cause if you think about it, you could do this in high level workflows too, like bringing us all back to high level, right? Cause we're kind of getting going into like the chat GPT world here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just to give everyone a recap, like we we're talking about custom dashboards, talking about consolidated and like how you can use consolidated for a deeper experience than high level and then uh, high-level dashboards. And then now going into ChatGPT and then high-level automation, you can do things like, let's say, I believe you probably know more about this, but I'm sure Consolidator has uh, data push where it's like this happened. So push data in either Zapier or into high-level and like add a tag or add this data to a custom field or whatever it is, right? So I'm, I'm sure they have that. If they don't, then they have they will very soon. Uh, because I'm sure that's something that Ross values a lot, like most of us that build for high level. Um, so think about it this way, is if you can send that data into high level and you store it, whether it's in a custom field and it's updated weekly, or it's in some sort of notes, you could always go back into notes with high level. Now you can like pick apart notes and and grab data and send that to chat GPT. Um, but if you do that, now what we're saying is every single contact that goes to your gym or any other industry that's using this type of process, you can take the data that exists from, cons- from consolidated from another data source, send it into high level, track that data, use an automation to apply specific if-else statements, and then send that data to Chat get a response, pull that response back into high level workflows, and then send emails and SMS out. And every single week, it's but, it's updated, right? So it cycles every single week. So they just go back to the top of the workflow, you know, and it just keeps going. It'll have like a, let's say, a five-day wait yeah. set, right? And then it'll just keep cycling. Now let's take it up a notch.
0: Have you guys heard about a thing called BannerBear? So BannerBear is a tool that I've used before, and it's basically an image generator it uses an API. So you create these templates. I actually uh, use case here, just so you put in so I put it in perspective is for reputation. The way I use it is when I receive a review, I get that review data. I push it over through Zapier, um, through an API into BannerBear. In BannerBear, I already have these square templates uh, for a, a testimonial graphic
1: that then I can post on socials. So every graphic. Hey, let me, let me interrupt you, Vit. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me, just for everyone. Is it Banner BannerBear? Uh, your accent just for me personally, I didn't understand.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's B A double perfect.
1: Like banner, like a banner. Yeah, banner bear. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna happen uh, across you know accents and stuff. I definitely didn't <laughs> understand. They said like Bonner, bunner like something else. So my apologies. I had to interrupt there. I'll I'll um I actually have an affiliate link, so I'll drop you that one if you're looking at signing. Um, but
0: let me just follow up on the, what yeah. I was saying. So basically, if you guys are listening and if you're interested in this. Ultimately, what now happens? And I've got it fully automated, right? So I receive a Google review. Um, I use Zapier as a as a trigger because there's no Google review received trigger in high level right now. So you do it through uh, Zapier. That that pushes it into uh, into Bannerbear. Pushes it into my template. Bannerbear generates the graphic, and it kind of formats it, like flattens the image with the new, you know, and it, it adds the star rating. It adds the actual message that the person wrote, uh, including a little icon of their Profile picture that's coming from Google, All right? And then Bannerbed sends it back to Zapier. Zapier sends it as a URL of the image into high level. I have a dedicated custom field against that contact. It gets saved there, and then um, you know I just get notification email. Hey, here's a new image, and post it on uh, socials. I could probably also automate the posting as well. Um, but yeah, it's very impressive. And um, just be, uh, the reason I'm br- the reason I'm bringing it up is. Because we talked about the example of like power of data and what you can do with data to personalize experiences, and uh, you know we we talked about ChatGPT, how you can then ultimately create like fully personalized messaging in in the example of gym owner. Well, you could also add visuals because I mean visuals have are very powerful. So you combine that that principle with things like Banner Bear, and I'm sure there's other um, platforms. Now you have a fully customized image, personalized image um that is that is accompanying the, the email and um you know and again that goes a long way in 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 someone's experience and, and how they you know how they're consuming your service right. and, and whatnot. Yeah totally man Ooh, I think I think we're gonna have to wrap it up because I'm gonna have to go soon but um if we had to title today's episode man I think data is D- powerful.
1: Data data is king or queen.
0: Data is uh, I, and by the
1: way, something we didn't get to talk to today, talk about today, uh, that I want to talk about maybe next time is, uh, Sean dropped a video on, cu- uh, calendar customization. So, um, you know, we'll go into detail on this next time and show some video and stuff, but you can actually customize each calendar with colors and things. And will probably keep adding more customizations to it, uh, to make them very, very unique and, you know, speak to exactly the, the feel of what that appointment setting, uh, Flow or process should feel like right,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, let's dive into that because that's um that's a very um that's a bit of a speed up in a workflow because up until this point it was all CSS. Yeah. Um. So that's awesome. Um, guys. Um, let's wrap this up. I've got one little teaser for you for our next episode. We've got a very special guest. Um, I'm not going to tell you who this but I'll tell you one thing. It's somebody that he's been able to sell high level setup, just the setup. For thirty thousand dollars, okay. So if you're struggling with pricing and you you know you're struggling with like thinking bigger, um, that might be a bit of an eye opener for you. So, well, let's hope that episode happens because <laughs> we yeah. haven't recorded that one yet. But um, we've got this guest lined up. So <laughs> if it doesn't happen, um, you know, don't don't beat me up for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what's coming up. It's on the roadmap, and um, and if and if we have if we have that recording, if we make it happen. Then it'll be the next episode.
1: Love it. Yeah, super, Andrew, super excited, man. Anything else to add? No. Um thanks for listening. I mean, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Thanks that's, for listening. We're we're we love doing this. <laughs> we love I mean, literally, we just got lost kind of talking about Chad GBT today. You know, like I love that. Just getting on a a topic like that. And that's what we wanted to do with this podcast originally was bring ideas to the like forefront of the mind and say like, Hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing this. And that's why like, we really, really want people. So if you listen to this episode, you haven't seen the first episode with Sergio. We want people to submit, uh, your, uh, what are they called vent? What's the, what's the, like the little module or, or thing that we're doing. It's like success, uh, three Three for for three. three. Yeah. So three for three impact stories, right? So like submit, it's like a 30 second, I think impact story or 60 second impact story of how you've used high level. Uh, Maybe it's a specific action, a specific workflow, a specific process, whatever it is. Uh, We want to showcase you guys because like me and Vit, have a lot of experience with high level. We use it for a lot of different things. We also deal with a lot of people like me with Chet HQ and Vit with his, uh, you know, his different entrepreneurial businesses that deal directly with high high level agencies. So we see and hear a lot of different use cases for high level, um, but we don't, see everyone. We don't hear everyone. We don't know everyone. So submit your ideas or I'm sorry, your impact stories. And uh, we, we love to showcase them because the more we can bring to the people that are listening to this show, like the more ideas, maybe it sparks something like one conversation or one impact story sparks an idea that creates a fire. And then that fire produces thousands of dollars. Like I'll feel very good about myself that I helped one individual kind of get out of the rough and like makes some impact make some progress in in his journey or his, or her journey right
0: hundred percent i mean limiting belief we all experienced it we all still experience it to a certain extent and it's what's stopping you from your full potential and from your business full potential so uh if you know if by listening to somebody else's you know story in a little quick sixty second impact story about an agency owner what's what they've been able to achieve an impact they've been able to you know, uh, create on their end client on their business that you know, if that motivates you, that can just be that one thing that need, that you need to hear to motivate you to get yourself outside, you know, outside of your own limitations, uh, outside of your own limiting belief and then grow. Right. So, um, that's a we will have a we'll have a link there for you guys on how you do this. We're still working through the process, but um, let's me just wrap this up because I've got a bunch of stuff here that will kind of cover everything. Um, so. Once again, uh, guys, Andrew uh, and me, we appreciate you listening. If you stayed all the way to the end, that means you you know, you like what we spoke, we hope, and, uh, and we appreciate you. So thank you for listening to today's episode on the High Level Experience. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then please share it with your fellow agency mates and other High Levelers that you think would also benefit from listening. For show notes, links, and extra tips to help you grow your agency or your SaaS business with High Level, please go to highlevelexperience.com That's a... I'm not going to spell it. High-level experience. (laughs) I think that's pretty straightforward. Thank you, and have a great rest of your day, everybody. P.S. Don't forget to submit your impact story for the 3 Under 3 segment to be featured in our next episode. Links again, highlevelexperience.com. You'll find all that stuff there on how you do it. Also, P.P.S., if you're interested to be our next guest, go to highlevelexperience.com as well to see if you qualify. We would love to have you if you do. And lastly. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested to advertise on our podcast, we will have an opportunity for you to do that as well. Uh, just head over to highlevelexperience.com forward slash advertise where you can find more information about that opportunity. Thank you. And until next time, be great and high level. Thanks, guys.
1: Are you a high-level user looking to scale your agency more efficiently? If so, you must check out VIT's premium GHL snapshots. His expertly crafted profit roadmap systems from lead generation to sales optimization are designed to streamline your workflows and save you significant amount of time. Each snapshot comes with detailed documentation, step-by-step installation guides, ongoing support and lifetime updates. Plus, they're the same systems VIT uses in his own agency, so you know they work. Are you ready to take your agency to the next level? If so. Then visit vitmiller.com for more info. That's V-I-T-M-U-L-L-E-R.com.